0: how are you today steph
1: i'm great how are you doing great thanks how's the weather your way it's gorgeous out the sun's setting kind of and it's uh, oh <laughs> my electricity circle just closed so it, i couldn't see the, the temperature it's 79 degrees okay oh apple watch closing my circles it's okay. important it's uh um, it's
0: 56 Fahrenheit, or 13 celsius and it's it's a, it's mostly Sunny, a little overcast, but sun's still breaking through.
1: Good. Have you noticed that since daylight savings time it starts, does it seem like the days are faster, or is that just because 'cause I'm
0: doing... Mm I don't think so.
1: I don't... It just seems like the days are so fast.
0: I also feel like I'm just getting older, and the days feel like they're going yeah. faster because I'm just getting older.
1: But maybe that's just Cause it's a... because each day is a smaller percentage of your life as you get older. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it. There's a word for that. I read that on Reddit. For oh. like the relativity of like time to your life, oh, okay. like when you're five, a day feels like forever because you know you don't have any days that you've racked up. Yeah. But
0: okay. um, I there's some new stuff going on. Yeah, it just makes things go fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of things going quickly, we're quickly approaching the end of *Gilmore Girls*, but we're not there yet. We're on. we still have another season, right? Yeah, and then we have the revival, which the right. rose. Not that long. It's like four 90-minute episodes, so oh, okay. like six hours total, yeah. Um. Any news that they're going to do a sequel to that? Do they to? It, there's stuff, but I don't know how valid it is. Sometimes people yeah. like to, you know, get clickbait, and they'll be like, oh, it's happening, and then it's like, no, it's not true. I think yeah. there's stuff out there that people have said, but I don't know how true it is. That's why I yeah. i haven't really put much weight in it. Like, Until you hear it from somebody reliable, that's when I'll That's when I'm going to start treating all the actors, but I mean, Mm -hmm. by all accounts, everyone has said that they they could come back and do more. Mm -hmm. But I think the thing that they said was that it's all driven by story. Like, do they feel like there's a story need to come back? Um, You know, with A Year in the Life, there was a definitive need to come back because they didn't end the show their way. So they wanted to come, Andrew and Daniel Paladino wanted to come back and finish the show on their terms.
1: But is that why people say it's like Season 7? But the Season 7 it should have been? Yes.
0: Okay. Uh, I mean, it does acknowledge Season 7 and do and kind of continue on from of it, mm-hmm. but it still kind of works in the ending. Which actually, when you mm-hmm. uh, look at it, it kind of makes more sense that the the story that they're doing is the one that... Um, like, I, I'm okay with the... The story taking place as they do it in the revival, rather than the ending being put in at the end of season seven. if That makes sense, but mm. we'll get to that. Yeah. We can talk about it then when that happens. Yep. But um, yeah. So yeah, no word yet. But I mean, the marvelous and Mrs. Maisel is ending soon, so they'll have to do something.
1: And oh, as it happening? Is it a finite? Is it gonna be four seasons? Or... I think
0: the one that just came out is the second to last. So. They're gonna be filming a new season. That'll be the last season. Okay. Yeah. Which I mean, marvelous Mrs. Maisel is not a bad show. I don't
1: like it as much as Gilmore Girls, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like this like season as much as, as, as the first, first two seasons, seasons. Yeah. of Maisel.
0: Yeah, they did bring in a few first. Gilmore Girls people into the new season. Oh yeah, Mrs. Maisel, but yeah, just uh, I'm re- like part of is like just do more Gilmore Girls, like, and I'm fine mm-hmm. if they do a similar thing where it's just. Four 90 90-minute episodes, and that's it. Like, I would be totally fine with that. That's um, the people. I mean, how yeah. many people are wanting that? And here's why I think they will do it, because Gilmore Girls has continuously done well for Netflix, and also The Revival has mm-hmm. done really well for Netflix, too. So, mm. um, I think Netflix is probably willing to give them enough money to do some more. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's... Constantly- I mean, and the fact they raise Netflix rates, they should be doing it a Gilmore Girls. I think so that should be specifically part of it mm-hmm. but until then we have seasons six episode 11 of gilbert girls which is called the perfect dress which i don't know about you but i'm not like an expert on dresses by any means but i'm like i don't like that dress
1: the beating on it so i don't want to get too much of the fashion but the beating on it's pretty amazing because that probably is hand beaded mm-hmm. that takes hours so that is not uh, the dress that she wore i don't know if that would be in just a standard bridal shop. I mean, it looks yeah. pretty high end. I'm not saying that bridal stores aren't high end stuff. It's just that it looks like couture in a way. So yeah, it was kind of interesting. Mm. Um, and then we see a new rule, which is uh, says that if the groom sees the bride in just five minutes or less, it doesn't, it's not bad luck, which I like that she kind of takes that, just kind of makes her a rule from it, which is very Lorelei.
0: Yeah. Um, uh let's see, we've got uh this episode was uh written by Amy Sherman Palladino, so ah. yeah. At least there's no dandel here. And uh yeah, we got Sherilyn Penn back. This time not playing um uh Jess's mom in law, I guess. Uh but instead playing Luke's full flame April not April and an Ardini. April's the daughter. I don't know why they have a thing with like naming them both with the first letter of their names being A. That's just very confusing.
1: Yeah, so wait, okay, the mom's April and then the kid is what again?
0: Uh, it's April is uh, the daughter, Anna is the mom.
1: Oh. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not gonna remember that at all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I've already been mixing them up. And I've seen the show a few times already, so. Um, yeah, that's not gonna work for me. No, couldn't one of them be called like Jessica or something, just make it We'll just cool. call him Luke's kid. There we go. We'll get, you know, yeah. considering how much people hate April, like they would probably be okay with us just calling her Jess's kid. Jess's kid? That was oh. a whole plot twist. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow, this is what, this, the, this is what the real is going to real This is part. what the real revival is going to be about. We're going to find out that Jess is secretly the father of April Bardini. Even though wow, cool. that would be a plot twist. That would yep. be a plot twist. I mean, mm-hmm. Jess is a pretty handsome guy. I could see it happening. <laughs> I don't think they were girls friends. Like, please stop. Usually you're
1: so. right, so, you know.
0: Yeah, plus you know, Amy's Sherman sure, paladino, or probably more realistically, Daniel Paladino is listening to this, and he's like, this is a great idea. This is definitely going to the for the new <laughs> revival. No. <laughs> Revealed that April is secretly Jess's daughter this whole time. We see a we'll out on the
1: end credits. Like, yeah. thanks to, you know.
0: Because well, like Jess is the... probably, like, what, 22?
1: Wow. And i would say around that. He's a little bit older than, than Rory, yeah.
0: So he would be like 10 or 11 when you fathered a child?
1: Wait, and? are they in the same No, they're the same age, aren't they? No, but no. then he was he held back. I have a whole backstory to Jess. I think that was really... it's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if it was if it's canon or not at this point. But yeah, I think he's a few years older. Okay, yeah. Plus he's like... He I have a whole backstory all these characters. I don't even know what's, what I've come up with and what's the actual story anymore.
0: Jess is secretly a Civil War reenactor. He could be. That would kind of fit with the show. Yeah. So why not? Why not? Why not? Um could fight about that. Yeah. Um but uh yeah. Uh the the big thing about this episode is that uh yeah, we find out a little bit more about April and Anna. um, because yeah, Luke kinda wants to find out more about April who we don't actually see in this episode, but Luke goes and have a t- has a talk with Anna, her mother, his former girlfriend. Uh, and yeah, basically like kind of goes with Anna saying like, wait well, you can contribute to her life if you want. And she's like, sure. And then later in the episode, Luke's like, no, I want like visitation. I want some level of custody.
1: And that's switch flips. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he saw her photos when she was little and he realized how much she's missed out on.
0: Yeah. Also, and she
1: has all these excuses for not telling him. And it's just like, no, that doesn't, that's not valid. Like, she kept going with, well, you didn't like kids, blah, blah, blah. and then he made a uh, valid point because it doesn't mean I wouldn't like my kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, too, like, it just seemed like excuses, and yeah, I'm like, you should just mold them. Right. Um, and then, yeah, Lorelai and Suki are on a quest to set a date for the wedding uh, and find the perfect dress, but Lorelai keeps kind of feeling like something's going to go wrong, which I thought was interesting. Like, because, you know, knowing how the show is, and, you know, we've got characters like Christopher
1: and all this other stuff, like, yeah, it's probably not a unjustifiable feeling. Right. I mean, when I first saw Christopher, I was like, of course, More Lorelei's life getting on track. You yes. know, she's got to she's getting married. Of course Christopher's going to show up. It's a little predictable in that sense, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, yeah and eventually, Lorelei finds the dress that she wants and sets a date. But, again, things are not perfect because Luke still hasn't told her. And I think what's making things worse is the fact that like he was so upset about something as minuscule as her not telling him about the phone call that she was literally just listening to. And I'm like, oh boy, like, you know, I hate to say this, but I think Luke is more in the wrong on this one than Lorelai because, yeah, like, he overreacted and then he goes and immediately doesn't share this very important thing with Lorelai, like,
1: it's it's not shaping up well, and we got Christopher in the picture. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out where we're headed, but he's overcompensating. Like she's like, oh yeah, I met with Christopher, you know. So she's like just being transparent, and he's yeah. like, oh yeah, that's great, that's great. Lucas like no problem. Like oh now you're overselling.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Marie is back at Yale, and uh, not only she move in with Doyle and Paris in their very shady apartment, um, but she's trying oh, to avoid Logan. Oh, Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, and she's also trying to avoid Logan as well, because they broke up, um,
1: yeah. So it seemed like they ran the, the, the stuff about the apartment like into the ground. It seemed like this was like a running thing that kind of-
0: Yeah. My take on that is they, they probably had to make a new set for that, and they probably were like, well, we're gonna get our money's worth for this. So let's no. run the gamut on this new set. Um. But then also too, we had to go to therapy, which I thought was very interesting. I'm sure you have a lot to say. Oh about. yeah, a lot to unpack, my friend. <laughs> yeah um yeah then yeah, i have notes i'm sure, i was like watching well, this i'm like oh i can't wait to hear her. she thinks about this but uh like man it's be a long episode <laughs> yeah you're like uh, how do I read this I'm gonna be a skill one at a time <laughs> yeah uh but yeah there was there's was a lot going on there and then yeah uh logan shows up and declares his love for rory but rory just kind of breaks down and she's just like no and Lorelai and Rory do the do-over of the 21st birthday party that they had been planning
1: since she was a kid. Yes. So, really that, was, nice. that was good. Okay. um, was your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode? My favorite is actually Anna. Sherilyn Fenn, I think it mentioned in the last episode, that, that um, she... Has been in TV and movies since like the eighties or earlier than that even, mm-hmm. um, and I just think she's just really good at whatever she does. You can tell that she's, she's a seasoned actor. So, um, and then worse is Logan is because it's Logan, yeah. And I don't know if that's the actor or just that I find mean, him very smarmy, mm-hmm. Mickey. Um, so I don't know if that's fair the actor, but um, yeah. But how about you? Uh.
0: Oh man. I I hate to say this, but probably at least favorite this episode was Lorelai. I don't know why, I just I <laughs> found her slightly annoying in this episode and I don't know exactly <laughs> what it was, but I don't know, just something was all three. Yeah, um, like there are times where Lorelei can be a good character and there's other times where she can just be borderline obnoxious. She was more borderline obnoxious in this episode.
1: She's on the top, yeah. You know? At least we didn't have too much Zach in this episode and there was no Christopher, so that <laughs> was at least the redemption. Right. But and, and Sookie is annoying, but for some, I guess they scaled back how much she was in the episode, but also Melissa McCarthy plays her pretty well. Yeah. So she didn't annoy me as much as I thought she would, which surprised
0: me. She was a little more subdued. And then best, best, uh, I'll go with Luke, just because I thought he had quite a bit to go off of. And like, yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, he's trying to tell uh, Lorelai at the end of the episode about April, but you can tell he just he's having a hard time doing it she's wearing the wedding
1: dress, and he's worried about the bad luck. And, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: okay let's see we have favorite
1: reference do you have a favorite reference from this episode uh i like that sarayan is doing a safe word and william sarayan um had a pulitzer and an academy award um, mm-hmm. as an author and i just thought that was kind of fits with doyle and the newspaper and everything and yeah. then, like, I think he originally said Steinbeck, and I just thought it was a funny little reference to some authors, because, you know, some episodes, they're really happy with the literary references, some not, and this one they threw out, like, Sorain and Steinbeck. So, I hope, like, people look up Sorain from just listening to those episodes. So maybe people thought, I always hope, like, when they mention stuff like that, you're like, oh, yeah, you're going to have a whole, like, new generation of people that, like, you know, do some research on those authors, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, just an interesting one, when they mentioned Francis Farmer, of um, the movie Francis with uh, Jessica Lange. Mm-hmm. who what's the what's the show she's in now she played like madame limo and something um recently but i believe she got an academy award for playing Frances farmer Frances farmer was an actress that had um pretty severe mental health issues and you know at the time the, the treatment we had wasn't the same as it is now yeah um just it's a sad story of what could she have been if the treatments we have now existed back then yeah um so yeah you know, the movie's called Frances. okay how about you uh,
0: my favorite reference. There's a few. Um. Oh, I did like the one where, uh, they were going through the bands that they wanted to see, but, like, they were like Journey without its lead singer, and Excess without its lead lead singer, um, just like that kind of like little, um, little stuff was was good. Also, too, harris had a Noam Chomsky poster in her apartment, which I thought was bad. oh yeah. not a verbal reference, but like a nice little visual one. Like, of course she would. Also, No Chomsky is pretty amazing, so there's that too. Okay, uh, do you have a favorite quote from this episode?
1: Um, the quote that I picked was um, I, Who said this? I didn't write down who said this. Um, is he serious? I don't know. Oh, it's the. Um, it's when Rory's talking to school psychologist. And you know, oh, she, yeah. she does a rhetorical question. She's talking about um, Oh my God, I lost some Log- Logan's. Logan shows up at her apartment, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, in and he says, I, I love you. Is he serious? And then the way the therapist just just deadpan goes, you yeah, know, I don't know. I, yeah. I, like sometimes, you know, in session, people will say a rhetorical question, but I'm kind of like processing it. Cause you know, like what, in the spaces in between when you're talking, you're still processing. Yeah. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes if someone asks a rhetorical question, I'll actually say like, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. And it just, it's not, like, it's not like, they hit like a little too close to home.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: Cause sometimes we're just thinking about patterns you know and like how to best help you and so sometimes we're, somebody goes like why would you do that and i'm like i don't know
0: <laughs> i did also like that exchange with rory and the therapist um mm-hmm. when she's saying like she's explaining her love life to this guy and like just mm-hmm. how how it comes across like when she's like I never stole a boat with Dean. he's like Dean and she's like my married ex-boyfriend, oh, I lost my virginity too. like right. These are all things that happened in the show, but to hear her say it like that it was pretty funny. I was had get trouble with that. And
1: that tells me that she was feeling somewhat safe. yes, in the therapist's office to start talking about that. And sometimes it happens. people come in and say, um, you know, I'm, I'm here because I have an issue with my time management. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the hour, people, you know sometimes you just have a good fit with the therapist. Um, and people by the end of the hour will will talk about some pretty significant losses in their life that that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know when, when somebody has trust and feels like they're in a safe space, um, and and they're just being heard. I mean, I think that just being listened to and validated. And you mm-hmm. saw a little bit. I mean, some of it was, was off, off. We can talk about that. But the way that he was just kind of doing open ended, kind of, and the style was kind of a little bit wonky. But. The way that he was um just letting her talk and then prompting her was stuff like reflecting back that those are some therapeutic techniques so um so i thought that part was was maybe not realistic but it's similar to some there's different styles of and modalities or theories of therapy one of them is like you reflect back um and then you just kind of like let the person take like the steering wheel basically so i thought that was yeah. interesting that kind of a freudian sort of therapy which is funny because she said oh do i lay down on the couch Oh, because he was doing this kind of like just letting her speak, which is a Freudian kind of deal. So, um, I don't think Freudian kind of deal is a clinical term. Mm. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then, uh, yeah, any mental health observations? We've kind of been like touching on this a little bit, but there oh, we go. A few yes. other things. It kind of surprised me that Lorelei was skeptical about therapy, because what would it seem from her character development that she would kind of... Be curious about it or even go to it herself. I thought that was interesting. And she goes, Well, why do you have to go somewhere to get your head shrunk or something? Um, and then she said, Well, you know, and then I realized that, well, maybe she's concerned that Rory's going to talk about some stuff. But if Rory talked about her relationship with her mom in a therapy session, overall, it's pretty healthy. Yeah. Um, and then she just kind of put all, you know, like blame stuff on your grandmother or whatever. Um, yeah. But she seemed kind of a little skeptical or a little curious. Um, yeah. And then, oh, go ahead.
0: No, I just, I don't know, like, it, the show definitely seems to flip its viewpoint on it, because, uh, there's even a therapy subplot coming up that, (laughs) like, I don't know, it doesn't seem like the show necessarily treats it as bad, but it's just, like, interesting that the show doesn't seem
1: to have a consistent message when it comes to the therapy, but, yeah. I think with different writers, maybe it's just kind of, like, personal experience or other people's experiences, and, I mean, the way I kind of liken it, too, is, like, you're just, you're just sitting down with someone having a cup of coffee and just talking about stuff. That's, I mean, that's what a neutral third party, which I think is what helps it be so effective is you've, you're talking with someone that isn't leaning either way. Like if you talk to your family or friends, they usually are backing you up, right? Or want to help, but, and just being able to talk with somebody that you have that confidentiality, I think is important. Um, the way that, that when she first came in and he said like, oh, well, the amount of times you've rescheduled, I'm surprised to be here. That really is not something that we would probably say I'm um, not in my practice anyway. I don't know many therapists that would open with that because it's it's uh, it's confronting and being critical of the client as soon as they walk in. You really don't want to do that. I mean, my thought would be, Is she had rescheduled so many times, well, maybe she's busy or maybe therapy is just kind of an a awkward thing to go to. You're talking to somebody you don't know about your stuff. So I would kind of take that as, wow, I'm really proud of this person that they took that step. and it must be really hard. And I actually would acknowledge that and say, you know, it must have be been really hard coming in. I appreciate that, you know, that you've reached out for it because mm-hmm. that's that's a really important skill to have so we wouldn't we usually would not say well oh you're going to so times." Um, and also our offices are not that big I mean this is like this is like the friends syndrome and you know they worked in a coffee shop and had like a, a pied de terre you know, apartment so you know it's um our offices are not that big but also, usually, uh, I have not seen any universities, I'm not saying that there aren't some that do this, but I haven't seen any universities that require counseling, one session of counseling when someone comes back to school. Um, you can get a medical um, excuse for school. Um, it, this depends on what the university is and what they call it, but our medical withdrawal, um, and sometimes I've written letters stating why the person's with drugs. sometimes it's you know, you're having uncontrollable panic attacks, um, and it, wasn't possible for you to go to class or function at your best ability um and so you when people come back to campus you don't i haven't seen a college and you know i've written letters for colleges and worked with students from all different colleges i i haven't seen that where that's been a condition of people returning to school but but it makes for a good plan so
0: yeah um, if anything well, so, yeah. i know of people who left school for a bit and neither came back or didn't but the ones that did came back i've never heard of them, anything
1: like that yeah like usually they just want you to pay your tuition when you come back but i mean and if you are on campus and you need counseling there are counseling centers available on campus yeah um and and the people there are well trained so there you go and they have groups there too so in case anybody is in college and needs are some help this is not representative of what it's like I don't know. Like, I, I agree that. I think it makes for more
0: of an interesting story arc than mm-hmm. being real, realistic because, yeah, realistic, it would just be like, pay us $5,000 for the semester or whatever it is, and like, you know, we'll just call it even,
1: like, you're back in, but right. it doesn't make sense. And just like handing the Kleenex, it's like, well, that's kind of on the mark, right, is that, um, you know, usually I'm, I do all teletherapy you because know, of the virus, but, you know, usually you have a box of Kleenex and you just kind of gently kind of move it over. Um, because uh, uh, most people cry in therapy sessions, and that's a that's a normal thing. So if you ever feel uncomfortable that you're going to cry in front of a therapist, that's what people do, and that's okay. And there is no judgment. In fact, I kind of encourage people to feel their feelings, and it's a safe space to do that. In. So yeah, so that's kind of my mm-hmm. look for therapy. Um, you and you may need to go to different therapists to find a good fit. And, and in this case, Rory just needed somebody to listen. It was just a, maybe the right type of, of therapist at the right time. Mm-hmm. But, but Lorelai seemed kind of horrified that he wanted her to come back. Yeah. And you can't force somebody to go therapy. I mean, Rory had the right to say, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Um, so so she probably got something out of it. Maybe that kind of scares Lorelai that, that Rory was actually maybe wanting to talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, why doesn't seen an attorney? Like, I know that that doesn't make for good TV, but maybe... But wouldn't it be like a cute little side thing to have me with an attorney and just this kind of like like Luke trying to argue with an attorney and an attorney like knows how to argue effectively, <laughs> Do you know what Yeah. I mean? Like Luke brings a into, this and you know, and uh, I just I just thought that would have been kind of a it's realistic because why wouldn't he go to an attorney, um at this point of the of the paternity game, um and th- that could have been some really good fodder. He could have really show his community chops in something like that. That's it. Oh, and also when Lorelai's talking about patterns and you know, like she's like, I did this to Max and this is why this happens. Yeah, you know, so nice patterns I need mean, to be broken. I mean, that's part of why you go to therapy is to be able to identify the patterns and so you can change them. Yeah, exactly. It's all part
0: about improving ourselves, so.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and then also this um, this romanticizing toxicity. So uh, Rory says to um, Logan, if you can't take the drama, you shouldn't be in a relationship and this show does tend to romanticize toxicity and we saw that with like the grand gestures from max with all the flowers in the end like that's a red flag mm-hmm. um but relationships take effort but they shouldn't take a lot of work mm-hmm. and we also saw that that steven two or um something like you know since marriage is hard the wedding should be difficult or something you know weddings can be actually really easy depending on you know what your expectations are and keeping within your budget and keeping it you know, on someone an even keel. Um, so I think that there's this thing of, I, I see this in many shows as romanticizing of, of toxic relationships. Uh, relationships, it, the, the healthy ones, you know, you, you go through stuff together, but it's you and your partner against the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, drama between, there's a difference between the two of you having a disagreement, and working it out and having drama. To me, drama is the unnecessary stuff, the stuff we bring from our families of origin, the stuff we bring from previous relationships, bringing up past stuff that your partner did um, to me that's doing the drama and in a healthy relationship if you you're going to disagree about stuff because you are individuals and a healthy relationship is not one where you don't argue it's one where you don't fight but you also discuss the stuff that you're disagreeing on sometimes you agree to disagree but you sit down and in a mature way you talk about issues and you're okay with each other so mm-hmm. oh. I just don't know I is something that really needs to stop, because I've seen that many shows. Yeah. All right. I
0: uh, think it's time to rate this episode. What are you thinking
1: for a score? A seven. Um, probably the same as last episode. So I thought it was okay. But again, you know, I'm still feeling, I'm comparing it to season three and four. Maybe I should look at it as standalone, but I don't know what about you.
0: I mean, it's kind of impossible not to compare it to those seasons. I mean, it's all mm-hmm. one show, right? Um... I did think this episode was better than the last one, but I still don't think it's that great. Mm-hmm. Also I don't like that wedding dress. I'm sorry. I know Laura was like <laughs> was like I'm not I sure I like it. like it. I'm like, yeah, your your intuition's right on this one. And then looks like I mean
1: you can tell the costume department fit it well on her. Like she yeah. she looked good. I mean yeah. um, it's um but it's just it's not your style.
0: But like I think there was like a really good moment where like she's beaming at Luke and he's got he's keeping that big secret from her, so um mm-hmm yeah so like i don't know it, it's it, it's a conflicted feeling because you're like obviously she's very happy but you know he's got a big secret he's keeping from her so right. it's it's a little unsettling but mm-hmm. i i give this a six out of ten it is better than the last ah, one but it's it's, just more. it's still not great yeah like, it's not the best it's missing someone a charm before yeah In the previous seasons i think like by and large once lorelei or rory leaves for college like the first the, well the first season she's in college which is like season 4 it's interesting because you see her trying to like adjust to being in the school you still kind of have that Rory that you remember from the, the previous season mm-hmm. but she's almost like an entirely different character in seasons 5, 6 and, and so on so um, okay. yeah it's almost like harder to root for the show because it's like it feels like it's an entirely different character and then they bring in April who and from where I stand April kind of seems written to be like a new Rory in a way I don't know if that's
1: actually the case if that's why they wrote her or what but it just because she's re- aging out or he's getting into adulthood so this yes. is like the thing she was do right in a younger character yes so
0: that's just something about this that like i also just find a little weird that they're like well we got to keep like the young high school girl thing going so let's bring in this April character and it's just not the same but
1: and, and her and sole purpose is to create conflict
0: yes which is almost she's almost like Christopher in that way where like right. her character just doesn't really do much so aside from just stem some conflict yeah you're like oh here comes trouble yeah well stuff is over at stephaniesarkis.com guest light is your book talking brains is their other podcast
1: and i'm over at three greener where squirrels every other day we have new content going up and with that said we'll see you all next time bye for now bye.